0: Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we dive deeper into the upcoming Sunday's Gospel readings and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch.
1: name is Father Greg Skulski, I'm parish priest at uh, East Gosford Parish and the Shrine of St. John Paul II. And I'm very excited to uh, join you uh, this day on this special day of Easter Sunday.
0: Hi, I'm Jamie, I'm the co-host of this podcast, very excited to be here and I'm the coordinator of the Shrine of John Paul II at St. Pat's. So yeah, we're very excited to get started. Each week we'll be diving into the gospel for the week, chatting about it, and yeah, what Christ is doing in our hearts and what maybe he might be doing in yours as well. <music> the gospel according to John, verses 21 through 29. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. On
1: this Easter Sunday, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, which is the cornerstone of our Christian faith. The Gospel of the Day is from the Gospel of John, which tells the story of Mary Magdalene going to the tomb early in the morning, finding it empty, and encountering the risen Christ. Reflecting on this Gospel reading, we can turn to the words of St. John Paul II, who wrote extensively on the topic of the Resurrection. In his book, Crossing the Threshold of Hope, he wrote, The resurrection of christ is the fundamental event upon which the christian faith rests it is the event that gives meaning to everything else without resurrection christianity would be a beautiful but empty philosophy a set of ethical guidelines and a collection of inspiring stories but because of the resurrection Christianity is a living and life giving reality. Indeed, the resurrection is not just an event that happened in the past, but a reality that continues to shape and transform our lives today. As St. John Paul II said in his encyclical Redemptoris Huminis, the event of the cross and the resurrection is the central point of universal history the resurrection of jesus is a powerful reminder that god's love is stronger than death and that our ultimate destiny is not the grave but eternal life with god as saint john paul ii wrote in his apostolic letter Tertino millennium adveniente the resurrection gives gives us the certainty that we are headed towards the glorious future this certainty is what empowers us to face the challenges of life with hope and confidence as saint john Paul ii said in his homily on easter sunday in 2001 the resurrection is the great light that illuminates our entire existence even in the midst of darkness and difficulty. In the story of Mary Magdalene, we see how the reality of the resurrection transforms her from a woman overcome with grief and confusion to a woman filled with joy and hope. When she first sees the empty tomb, she assumes that someone has taken Jesus' body away and she runs to de- to tell Peter and John but when she encounters the risen Christ everything changes as st. John Paul II wrote in his book rise let us be on our way Mary Magdalene is a witness to the resurrection and she becomes the first person to bring the good news of the resurrection to the world. She goes from being a woman overcome with grief to being a woman filled with joy and hope and she becomes an apostle to the apostles. The resurrection of Jesus is not just a historical event that happened once and for all, but a reality that continues to shape and transform our lives today st. John Paul II wrote in his book crossing the threshold of hope the resurrection of Christ is not only the foundation of the Christian faith but also the source of our hope and the inspiration for our daily lives on this Easter Sunday as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Let us be filled with the same joy and hope that Mary Magdalene experienced when she encountered the risen Christ. Let us remember that the resurrection is not just a past event, but a reality that continues to transform our lives today and give us the certainty that we are headed towards a glorious future with God.
0: And I think something that I didn't really know until a couple of years ago is that we actually celebrate Easter for 50 days after Easter Sunday. And I think as Catholics, sometimes we can be really good at the fasting. So we, we give something up for Lent and we fast for, f- for 40 days. And then we get to Easter and we celebrate Easter weekend. And then we kind of just go back to our normal lives. But in the church, we are celebrating Easter for 50 days until Pentecost. And, you know, I think St. John Paul II, he says that we are the Easter people and Hallelujah is our song. And I love that so much because I think that it really encourages us to continue celebrating and remember not only that, you know, Christ died and rose from us, but that he continues to redeem us and love us every day, not just on Easter Sunday. And I think that when we read the gospel, it really reminds us of that that joy. You know, can you imagine seeing Jesus like the tomb empty and just days ago you were consumed with the grief and the sadness that mary magdalene was i think that would have been crazy to witness
1: and i think easter also always reminds me about uh, something i heard uh, many years ago that uh, easter is a promise of joy in our lives and happiness and some someone said to me once after each Good Friday, there is Easter Sunday coming. And I think that's very, very powerful words because we all in our lives have these Good Fridays, different problems, challenges, mourning, grieving, different kind of challenges. Sometimes illness it can be this Good Friday in our lives. We all carry different crosses in our lives. So I think when we journey always, you know, before Easter through Holy Trinity, we are reminded that Good Friday is the time when Jesus died for our sins on the cross. But this is not the end of the story. The story ends with resurrection and life eternal. So after each Good Friday, Easter Sunday is coming. So let us be positive always in life. Let us have always this positive approach to different situations in our lives. Sometimes even when they are very challenging, overwhelming, remember. Easter Sunday is coming.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think St. Paul, in his letters, he says, you know, rejoice always. And I think you can read that and think, especially when you're in the midst of hard times or struggle or you're, you know, in the midst of Good Friday, it's really hard to hear that and think rejoice. But he doesn't say, you know, rejoice unless something's going wrong or rejoice unless you're busy or rejoice unless you're stressed or sad or grieving or whatever he says rejoice always and you know i think sometimes that's really hard to hear and it's not that jesus is discounting our struggles or undermining the the problems that we go through i think when we look at jesus on the cross on good friday it's not that we have a, a savior that doesn't emphasize without problems but has united our sufferings to his but he also says rejoice always because Like you said, the resurrection is coming and he knows who he is and he knows who we are through him. And so we should rejoice always in that, not just on Easter Sunday, but every day. And I think that's an active choice to make and one that's really hard. And I think before we end, I would love to talk about Mary Magdalene for a second. I know you spoke about her in your reflection. And I think I have a soft spot for Mary Magdalene because she's actually my patron saint that I chose my confirmation. And... Um, I think she's someone that often we read about she mentioned a few times in the Gospels but especially on Easter Sunday I think that she really reminds us that of the hope that Jesus provides and Pope Francis he calls her the apostle of hope and I think that she reminds us that Jesus doesn't want to just have a relationship with us on in heaven one day but he wants to have a relationship with us right now he isn't going to just redeem us in heaven but he's going to redeem us right now you know um i think we can compare mary magdalene to judas in some ways where you know they both carry this great sin with them in different ways and yet you look at judas and he chose to not turn to christ you know jesus would have forgiven him and embraced him but Judas was too wrapped up in his in his sin and he couldn't see a way out of it. And Mary Magdalene chose to embrace Christ and embrace his love and stay with him till the cross. And so, whereas Judas, you know, was consumed by not seeing a way out of it, she saw the hope and the renewal that Christ gives us. I think that Mary Magdalene really reminds us of the power of Christ's mercy and that he doesn't withhold it from us. He wants to give it to us right now. And... Um, with him we have the hope that he's promised us and i think that is something so powerful to remember as we read this gospel and one more thing that i was noticing when i was kind of reading and praying about the gospel this week is that line where john because we're reading the gospel of john when he says that he's the disciple whom jesus loved because he's talking about himself and i think often we skip past that because you know i've I think a lot of people make that joke about oh you know he has to make sure that he said that he got to the tomb before peter did that he was faster than peter but i love that he referred to himself as the disciple whom jesus loved he didn't say you know he didn't make sure my name is clearly going to be here that i john was at the tomb first um he didn't refer to himself as you know he's referred to a lot of other ways as like an apostle and he's an evangelist and all these beautiful things but his primary identity was that he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. As we journey through this next season of Easter of Celebrating, I think that the way to have this joy is to be fully confident in whom Jesus says we are, and we are people who Jesus loves. And I think when we come from that, no matter the struggles that we go through, or you know, whether, like you said before, Father, whether you're in the midst of your Good Friday, that you are someone whom Jesus loves. And he loves you so so much and just like John that when we I think when we identify ourselves as who we are in terms of you know I'm my career or I'm my family or I, I box myself into this certain identity we can miss our true identity which is as John really simply says that I am the disciple whom Jesus loves and I thought that was something so like beautiful that I hadn't really noticed before when I was reading it.
1: Also, in relation to what you said about Mary Magdalene, you know that you know she reminds us about God's mercy, and I think whole Easter season is about God's mercy. We are invited actually by the Church uh, to reconcile ourselves during Easter time, go to confession, uh, reconcile myself, you know, the past. And I know that sometimes um, I think it's very hard for us after many years to go to confession because we feel ashamed, we feel that we are not worth of God's love we are not worth of his mercy but I think uh, her example Mary Magdalene you know she's actually the one who 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 messed up a lot of things in her life you know she she committed so many sins but I think when she met Jesus she was able to ask him to forgive her and I think we all have to pray uh, for courage that we open our hearts to meet Jesus so in this way we'll be transformed by his mercy, his forgiveness, his love. And we'll be able to go to sacrament of reconciliation. And I know that sometimes people say this is the most challenging sacrament. It is, because you have to go front of priests, you have to confess your sins. But you have to remember one thing. That priest is only a screen between you and God. This is the way how Jesus instituted this sacrament. And we have to continue this way. But I, and it is the only way we can really be reconciled with God. So I think this is good encouragement when we look at uh, Mary Magdalene to learn from her example how to approach Jesus in the sacrament of reconciliation during this Easter season to receive his total mercy and forgiveness.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And I think it was St. Teresa Lisieux she said that Mary Magdalene had a loving audacity to love Christ, even in the midst of all her sin and every all the mistakes that she'd made. She had the audacity to still love Christ and go to him and he... You know, rewards that tenfold. He doesn't want us to be afraid to run to him, and yeah, I love what you said. It's so true, and I think coming from a priest, especially, it's a great reminder that confession is so powerful, and it's not about you and the priest; it's about you and God, and the priest is the best.
1: And and when when we actually look again at her, you know, she was the first witness of resurrection, of this very joyful message to the whole world. She was the the big uh, sinner before. And God chose her to be the first messenger, you know. I think this is the same with us. We all can make so many mistakes in life. But God, if we allowed him, God will choose us to be his witnesses, his messengers to the world. But we have to allow him. If we close our hearts hermetically, he will not enter them. But if we open them widely, he will fill us with his love to be able to share this love with others so i think this is another reminder that you know from sometimes big sinners great sinners we can become uh, more even more uh, uh, greater saints in this world if we really want to do that if we want to respond to god's invitation during this easter season
0: yeah as you were saying that actually i remember one time i went to confession after a really really long time and i had it i just been too scared to go and I've been avoiding and there've been of things weighing on my heart and I remember the priest said to me and I always come back to this is he said if you know that I can become a greater saint now than if I had never sinned at all and that that's true for everyone and I think Mary Magdalene is the epitome of that you know she like you said greatly Sinned and yet she loved Jesus more deeply because she had
1: sinned. So maybe we can pray at the end, you know, for all those who are listening us that they have strength, courage to transform their life during Easter season and receive God's love and mercy. So I prepared some prayer through the intercession of Saint John Paul II to conclude our reflection today. Heavenly Father, we come to you through the intercession of St. John Paul II a holy man who devoted his life to serving you and spreading your love and truth to the world. As we celebrate the Easter season we ask for his intercession on our behalf. We pray that we may follow in the footsteps of St. John Paul II who had a deep love for you and for all people. May we strive to imitate his example of compassion, generosity, and forgiveness towards others. We ask for John Paul II's intercession for our own personal needs and intentions. May he help us to grow closer to you and to deepen our faith during this holy season. May he guide us towards the path of righteousness and holiness. And may he intercede for us in our times of trial and difficulty we pray for the church that John Paul II loved so deeply may his intercession help to strengthen the church and may, and may it continue to be a beacon of hope love and peace in the world we entrust all our prayers and intentions to the intercession of st. John Paul II confident in his deep love for you and his powerful intercession. We ask all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead and gave us new life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Easter, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we look forward to record more reflections in the future.